Merry Christmas, everyone. Nice to see you here today. I feel bad for some of you because, I mean, I think Josh keeps saying, well, you know, be seated. And it's not really helpful to some of you who are on the outside edges. And so we apologize for that, but we're grateful that you're here. And I hope that the message of Christ gets through to every one of us, whether you're standing or seating or sitting. Uh, and if you're in the lobby, God bless you. Thanks for being there as well. Can we hear it from the people in the lobby? Right on. Good job out there, you guys. All right. So I just, I, there's something I got to tell you before we look into scripture today. So um, 12 weeks ago, my granddaughter was born. And uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Wait for it. <laughs> yeah, she was born 12 weeks early. So she's been in the NICU. She spent 80 days in the NICU. And Friday, two days ago, she came home. So I'm so excited about that. <laughs> and I know it's about Jesus and everything, but I just had to let you see her because she's beautiful. All right. So let's see. Let's talk about the Jesus story for a little bit. Uh, I, I have a new best friend. Her name's Kathleen. She works for Apple. Support. See, two weeks ago, I was getting ready to give our weekend messages, and I always try and put a keynote program together so you can see things, and sometimes it's fun to put pictures in there, so it sort of illustrates what's going on, and, and I thought, oh, I've got this great picture of Jerusalem. We were talking about Jerusalem that day, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to show them a picture of Jerusalem. I was there 10 years ago, got on the top of the Mount of Olives and looked down over the city, and I got a picture of Jerusalem at night, and so I'm going through my pictures trying to find that one picture to put in my keynote. And I noticed that that picture was missing, and then I noticed that all of my pictures from Israel were missing, and then I noticed that all of my pictures that I've taken before 2013 were gone, all of them, like all my Israel pictures, gone. All my Italy pictures, when I went on sabbatical a few years ago with my wife, all those pictures, gone. All the photos that I'd taken during spring training runs with my brother down uh, to Arizona to watch baseball which is a big deal to me, you might not care, but to me, big deal. And all those photos were gone. And the last photos we had of my mom's life were all gone. So I got on the phone to Apple, support, and I cried for mercy. I mean, what, what, what else are you going to do? So I, I called him up, and I'm like, please help me. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where you felt so lost that all you could do was cry out. Sometimes that's how low life gets. So we spent the last month here at Lakeside on our weekend gatherings talking about uh, road trips. It's interesting, right now, there are 100 million people in America who were on a road trip for Christmas. Most of them landed here at 3 o'clock. Yeah, right on. It's great. So, you know, I, my guess is a lot of you came, you're here on a road trip, and my other guess is that some of you, after we get done today, you're going to go on a road trip to see relatives in the Bay Area or Southern California or something. A hundred million of us, a third of our whole country is on a road trip this weekend or this week. Now, there are some songs in the scriptures in the book of Psalms, and uh, there are, there are 150 psalms in the Bible, but there are 15 of them that are called songs of ascent. 
songs of going up. And actually, they were road trip songs. People in ancient Israel, when they would take their trips for the holidays, which they did three times a year, they would head up to Jerusalem. And on the way to Jerusalem, they would sing these songs of ascent, or, or they were road trip songs for the holidays. And so we've just been trying to think through these songs together and, and go, what do we learn about God and what do we learn about Jesus, his son, through these songs? And I thought, well, we should, just, we should talk about the story of Christmas. When we get to Christmas Eve, we ought to talk about the story of Christmas from one of these road trip songs, since so many of us take road trips for the holidays still today. So I'll, I want to read a psalm for you. It's Psalm 130. And uh, we'll go back and we'll describe it in a minute, but let me read this song for you, and maybe this will resonate with where you are, some of, where some of you are in your life today. Songwriter says, Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, so that we can, with reverence, serve you. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in, the, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. A lot of our Christmas carols that we sing these days, even some of the ones that we sang together tonight, they have more than one verse. And sometimes we only sing the same verse over and over. That's the verse we know. We don't really know verse 2 or verse 3, but, but they have more than one verse. And this song really has four stanzas, four verses or four stanzas, and every one of them tells a story, and there's a story of Jesus in those stanzas. So I just want to walk back through them. I'll put them up on the screen so you can see them, and uh, let's just have a little conversation about how this works. So here's stanza one again. Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. So it starts with out of the depths. And when I was in the depths, I called Apple support. I mean, I, I, I lost my photos. I've lost all this record of my life. I'm in, I'm, I'm, you might think it's you might think it's trivial, but I was sad when I lost all those photos. I'm, I'm, I'm in despair over my photos because they tell so much the story of my life. Like they talk about if your house burns down, what are you going to grab? If you go back inside, what are you going to grab and bring out? And then what, what do they tell you? Photos. So we used to have these, these books called albums. <laughs> Remember those photo albums? I've got a bunch of them. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea where they are. If I had to go back and grab those, I have no idea where I'd find them. But most of my photos nowadays are on my computer but no longer. And so I called up Apple. I'm like, I lost all my photos. You got, you, you got to help me. These are my life. Ever, last, ever lost your photos? Ever lost anything more important than photos? Yeah, ever lost a parent or a loved one? Or have you ever lost your way? I cried out to Apple, and they connected me with a woman named Giselle, which brings me to stanza two. No, it does. You'll see. It does. Stanza two says, if you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that we can, with reverence, serve you. Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could stand? 
I got on the phone with Giselle, and I'm telling her about my photos, and one of the very first things she said to me was, did you back up? I'm like, don't judge me. I paid for this thing called iCloud. I thought that was backing up for me. She goes, that's not exactly how it works. I'm like, that's how it's supposed to work. And while I'm arguing with her about whether she should judge me for losing my photos, she sends me an email about how to back up. Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could stand? And there are people these days who go, well, God doesn't really keep a record of sins. not that big a deal. And we sort of written sin out of our language. Like, we don't really want to talk about that that much. But Revelation chapter 20, the last book in the Bible, it, it says God keeps a record. At the end, he, he opens the books. And he talks to us about the things that are written in the books. Like, you know what? I'm like, God, can we do that in private? Because I don't want you there when he's reading my book. The songwriter says, Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could stand? Josh, who's our worship leader, led us today in our music, uh, singing praise to Jesus. Josh had a dream he was telling me about a while ago. In his dream, he died and went to heaven, which, you know, it's sad that he died, but it's, as a worship leader, it's good that he went to heaven, right? So... In the dream, he died and he went to heaven and an angel met him and was taking him all around the holy city of heaven and showing him all these great things that are there in heaven. And, and they went into this one really large room and on all the walls of this room, there were clocks. Everywhere he could look, there were clocks and they, were, they looked like they were one-handed clocks. And Josh says to the angels, like, why, why do you need all these clocks? He said, well, they're not really clocks. They're, they're really a real-time tracker of sin. Like every human being has a clock on the wall, and every time they sin, it ticks. Josh goes, could I see Pastor Sean's clock? <laughs> the angel says, sure, you're standing right next to it. It's right here. And so Josh stands there. He's looking at Pastor Sean's clock. He's looking at it and looking at it. After a while, tick. He waited for a while longer, and nothing else happened. So he said, oh, could I see Pastor John's clock? He's like, sure, it's right over this way. So he gets over there. Right when he gets there, it ticks. And he waits for a little while, and then it ticks again. Now Josh is getting really excited, so he takes off. The angel turns around. Josh isn't there any longer. Josh is running around the room, and the angel catches up with him. He goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm looking for Pastor Brad's clock. The angel says, it's not here. It's in the boiler room. We use it for a fan. <laughs> okay. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? Which one of us, which one of us would have a clock that didn't move? Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who would stand? It's interesting that the people of Israel, when they were heading up to Jerusalem for their holidays, it seems the closer they got to the holy city, the closer they got to the temple of God in Jerusalem, the more aware they became of their sins. And so they're singing these songs like, oh no, if we get there and God's got a record of our sins, we're in trouble. And it's interesting to me that in our culture, even in our culture, now probably 2,500 years, 3,000 years after this song was written, the closer we get to the holiday, the more we become aware of our sins. The closer we get to the holiday, the more we're aware. It's like, oh, I need to be with God. I need to connect with him again. 
We do that when we get toward Christmas. And then we get past Christmas, we get to the new year, and we start making resolutions because we're like, i got to get this thing straightened out. And so we're just like the ancient people of Israel. We're just like the ancient people of God. We get closer toward God, but we become more and more aware of our sins, which keep us separated from him. Now, we don't talk about it a lot these days, but sin is whenever our desires for our own things, our desires for this world outpace our desires for God. That's what sin is. Or sin is when we, is when we put ourselves in God's seat. We go, I'll, I'll be my own God. Thank you very much. I don't need another God. I don't need you, God. I'm just going to be my own God. Thank you. When we do that, that's what sin is. And the closer we get to the holidays, when we go, well, there really is a God besides me. And he wants me to worship him. I love that this stanza says, Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. Isn't that great? To know that with Jesus, there is forgiveness. Whatever that, whatever that brokenness is that keeps you separated from God, whether it's broken relationships, broken promises, broken hearts, broken dreams, Whatever that brokenness is that keeps you disconnected from God, with Jesus there is forgiveness. Stanza 3 says this, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. I wait. I wait. Well, have you ever called tech support? <laughs> I wait. I've lost my photos, and I need help. So I've got Giselle, and Giselle, I'm telling you, Giselle was kind and friendly and thoughtful, and she was helpful as she could be. She had, she had my screen on her, on her computer. She could see it. I gave her access to see my screen, but she had to tell me where to point and click. And she's telling me all these places to point and click to find my photos, and she's telling me all the places I've already pointed and clicked. In my mind, I'm like, Giselle, you're really helpful. I mean, you're really nice, but you're not very helpful. And after a while, she goes, you know, I'm not really being very helpful. She goes, I'm going to transfer you. You have called tech support. She goes, I'm going to transfer you. And so just, just wait a minute. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm like, no, 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 not hold, not hold. That's call center hell. Don't, don't send me there. Click. And now I'm on hold. Now Giselle was beautiful because, because she came back. She, she checked back in. She goes, I just want to make sure you're still there. Like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in the queue. <laughs> Click. She puts me back on hold again. And she checked back in four different times. She was so great. She so, so cooperative, you know, so interested in my comfort, I guess. I don't know. She just kept checking back in. And finally, after the fourth one, she goes, I think we're about to get you to the next level. And so then she clicked. And then it clicked again. <laughs> you know the sound of the second click? <laughs> now, not only are my pictures lost, but I am disconnected from Apple support. <laughs> I wait. For the Lord, my whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. See, it's never really about photos. 
I don't like losing photos. That's a bad deal. But it's not really about photos. It's about life. It's about how do we live this life and how does God want to live this life with us. That's what it's about. And so the songwriter says, I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. If you follow Jesus very long, you'll learn that we, when we talk about the word of God, we're talking about the scriptures. And so the songwriter is saying, in your scriptures, I put my hope. Except that the word that he uses is a word that's it's not just like this one word or this book of words. It's about his story. He says, in your word, I put my hope. Or in your story, I put my hope. And what's the story? What's the story? You know the story, right? It's, it's the story we came together to celebrate today. It's a story about God loving the world so much that he wanted to send his only son into the world. Because his only son, giving his son, was the only way to rescue this world that gets so far disconnected from God. And so God sent his son into this world, and there was a young couple named Joseph and Mary, and she was a virgin, and and the angel came and said, you're going to have a baby. She said, I don't know how that's going to work. She goes, but I'm in. Whatever you say, I'm in. And they made their way to Bethlehem, this little town just outside of Jerusalem. And when they got there, the inn that they planned to stay in was full. And so they had to stay in the lobby. Well, actually, not the lobby exactly. They had, to st- they had to stay out in a barn. And then the baby was born, and they placed him in a feeding trough for animals. And shepherds came to visit because they heard he was the son of God. And magi came to visit because they heard he was the son of God. And angels came to sing over him because they knew he was the son of God. And we've been worshiping him for the last 2,000 years, believing that he is the son of God who came to save this world and came to save us. In his word, I put my hope. In his story, I put my hope. In his son, I put my hope. And I wait for him. More than watchmen wait for the morning. More than children wait for Santa Claus. More than photo losers wait for Giselle. More than lost people wait for a savior. And then stanza four. Israel, which is God's people, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. I got disconnected from Giselle, and so I called back to Apple, and I got back to Giselle. It's amazing. And Giselle knows who, you know, she knows who I am. She's like, okay, I'm just going to transfer you straight. Like, I'm going to put you on hold. And she clicks off, and, and suddenly Shanine is on the phone. Shanine was really kind and helpful as well, but she couldn't get me to the, my place where my photos were either. And so Shanine goes, I'm, I'm going to send you straight to photos. Right on. She connected me with Kathleen. (laughs) Kathleen is beautiful. (laughs) I couldn't see her, but I knew. She was beautiful. She was kind and gentle. She didn't judge me for not backing up my photos. She was confident. She was competent. And she was persistent. And she's leading me down tracks in my computer that I've never been on before. And she's got me clicking in places I've never visited before on my own computer. And after a while, suddenly my picture of Israel showed up. 
And then my picture of Italy showed up. And then they disappeared again. I'm like, Kathleen, Kathleen, she says, it's okay. If we found them once, we'll find them again. And in her persistence, she kept tracking those photos down. And then after a while, all my photos of Israel showed up and they stayed. And all my photos of Italy showed up and they stayed. And all my photos of spring training showed up and they stayed. And all the latest pictures of my mom showed up and they stayed. Yeah, yay. <laughs> And so I have my pictures. So set that part aside because it's not about pictures. I mean, don't go out there and go, wow, that was really good to talk about photos. It's, like, it's not about photos at all. It's about this. Put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love, which I think means he never puts us on hold. I know it means he never transfers us because he's got it dialed in. It's what he sent Jesus for. Put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love. You know what's true about Jesus? Jesus is kind, and he's gentle with us, and he's competent, and he's confident, and he's persistent, and he saves us. doesn't matter how lost you've been. You may have been lost so long you can't remember when you weren't lost. You may have been lost so badly that you can't describe it. You may have been lost in ways that you can't discuss. but with Jesus is unfailing love. And with Jesus is full redemption. Do you know Psalm 23 where it says, he restores my soul? Do you know how much better it is to have your soul restored than it is to have your photos restored? infinitely it's fantastic when your photos come back it's way better than that when your life comes back and with jesus is full redemption with jesus is forgiveness with jesus is unfailing love with jesus is full redemption that's what the story of christmas is about and he offers it to every single one of us. Every Christmas and every day. Jesus, I pray for us today. Uh, I'm so grateful for everybody in the house today, Lord. I don't know what their journey looks like, but you know exactly what it's like. You know every place where we have gotten lost. You know the place where you want to find us. And Lord, you're the one who came and you gave your life for us to reconcile us to you. So thank you for all those things. Lord, some of us have been walking with you and we're faithful to you and we want to celebrate you and all that you're doing and what you have done for us. So thank you for those. 
Some among us are probably in this moment, the holidays bring this out. Some of us at this moment feel lost and in despair and hopeless. And so, Lord, I want to pray for those people among us today that you would move into their lives and you would let them know that you have full redemption, that you have unfailing love for them, that you offer forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. We seek you. We love you. Amen.